The Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by Bird Dogs Shorts. The world's greatest shorts are hooking you up with a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is um, ooh, let's have Wednesday, June the fourteenth. I got my uh, MLB page open. That's got the date on it, but so I nailed it. Um, and we're here to talk. Um, a few different things. We've got a Champions League final to have a look back on from last Saturday. Um, the Premier League fixtures were released today, which is always dead exciting for about 90 seconds. Uh, till you re- I mean, it was probably more exciting if you were a Luton fan or something like that. Um, but it's exciting for about 90 seconds till you realise everyone plays everyone twice. Um, and me and Baz have picked some stuff out, some, uh, some futures markets, some way too early futures markets, uh, some fairly sensible stuff and then some less than sensible stuff as well. Uh, joining me from Nottinghamshire, Mr. Barry Penalty. We're still in uh, 10.40 scale, 3.4 definition, um, infrared, super stereo definition. Barry Penaluna, how are you doing? All right, Malcolm, how are you? It's been a while. It feels like a long time since we last... It does feel like a while. I couldn't remember what we talked about last week, so I'm trying to make some notes about what we could talk about this week. And it does feel like I'm supposed for about six months, but it was only Uh, last Thursday, wasn't it? Last last Thursday night. Um, So, yeah, we did talk about Champions League. It seems... Even that seems a long, long time. Did we? Um, Oh, Oh, no, we... Sorry, we previewed the Champions League, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, that, yeah, that was it. Serials in, slick Rick's in. So uh, Premier League is over, but the the footy boys are still coming in to pop in and, and listen. So that's good, good start. Uh, Absolutely, say, we've got. Uh, we're going to talk about the Premier League fixtures that have come out. Start to get a little bit excited about the Premier League season, and uh, make some some silly. Well, not maybe it's not silly. Just make a few of our early predictions. I mean, we'll get a, take a bit this a bit more serious as we get closer, won't we? And pull out our million pound show and all of that sort of thing. But uh, we thought we'd just get some early thoughts out. Um, well, fixtures uh, day is dead exciting. Like there's no two ways about it. I was uh, ready for it at nine o'clock this morning, um, and then we. We sort of been everyone's been saying what we're going to do to fill the summer up, but we made well. I made a little note, I my pen and paper, a little note as per usual. Um, is how many weeks we need to fill really until the first prem pick show, week one prem pick show, and it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And that's not very many, so this is one of eight. If we do one a week, as we said, we've got the women's world, we'll probably do the million pound show. Well, we'll definitely do the million pound show, we'll do some AFL picks. So, by the time you do like a uh, who's going to win the league special, the Champions League special, a relegation special? This it's it's sorted like there's nothing. Yeah, uh, got, um, you almost don't tour. have enough time. Newcastle on tour in America as well, aren't they? With Aston Villa, Chelsea, and Brighton. Uh, I'm sure our listeners over the pond will like get a bit of uh, 
bit of a review on that. I know some people are going to the games. So, yeah, there's plenty there. I mean, the, the pre-season friendlies for Newcastle start in around about four weeks' time. Yeah. Um, so we're not far off getting players back and into training. And uh, it seems mad. We, we've got friendlies starting up in four weeks' time and Man City players have literally just finished their season whilst the rest of the Premier League have had a couple of weeks of holiday. Uh, and then for some of them, literally straight back and straight into international squads. Like, it's just relentless, isn't it? But, um, so like, why didn't that fucking England squad? I know everyone, well, quite a few people said it, but they were playing a friendly away in Malta. There's yeah. five Manchester City players. Could you not have the week off? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. It's pointless. Absolutely pointless. Uh, there's nothing to be gained from it. I don't know. If you call them up, then they've they've got to show will, and otherwise they get absolutely slated in the media, don't they? If they don't, um, but yeah, you know, given the fact, you know, for example, yeah, you know, Callum Wilson's in the squad. He finished two weeks ago. He's probably had a week in Barbados or something in the meantime. Yeah, switch off, recharge your batteries. Um, City have had none of that, and, and then to an extent, Man United as, as well, having only played the the FA Cup a week earlier, it just seems. A terrible time for international fixtures after what's been a really long season for players anyway, and particularly yeah. with the World Cup. I think City have played over 60-odd games now, and then Grealish and Foden and Stones, Phillips, the likes of what? Well, I mean, Phillips hasn't played 60-odd games, let's be honest. No, he um, hasn't played 60-odd minutes, but... You know, those, those like Stones and uh, Grealish probably do deserve a, a couple of weeks off at this stage. Um, but yeah, what did you make of... Um... Jack Grealish's drunkenness all week. Have you enjoyed that? I'm all right with it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm all for himself. it. He's, he's got, you know, he makes no bones about it. The lad likes to drink. He likes to celebrate. And uh, why not? <laughs> Biggest achievement of his life. Uh, crack on for me. I saw some, yeah, there were some really funny videos. The one where he spots a nice bird off the top of the yeah. bus. <laughs> that was funny. And then, I mean, that photo of him, the old Jesus-style yeah. Titanic, I'm the king of the world on the front of the bus, man. He can have that hanging in his kitchen in 60 years' time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's absolutely tremendous. Like, um, We need to mock one of you, Baz. We'll Photoshop you on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, why the hell not? Like, I, um, I don't mind it at all. He's turned up today like an absolute... Uh, he looks fresh as a daisy for England. But yeah, I think they could have had him the week off and other players could quite easily... They've gone and ran around in Malta for a bit. It would have made absolutely no difference. Yeah. Um, we've got the Nations League in full swing at the minute. Unfortunately, the only kind of the, the night that fitted in with the shows, lad, it's slap bang in the middle of the two semi-finals. So there's not much preview we can give. I know uh, Croatia won last night, beat uh, the Netherlands 4-2 in extra time. And Spain and Italy are currently 1-1 um, at half-time. In their game. Who's someone on Twitter? I was in the bath a bit ago, Baz, and you sent us a message saying someone's been asking. Uh, so we put some picks on Twitter earlier on. I picked Italy. Obviously, you picked the unders. Spain then scored after three minutes. Um, but Italy got a, a penalty back. So there'll be a, the, the final between Croatia and someone on Sunday. And the Discord channel and Twitter is probably the best place for all of those. Uh, the Discord channel's still been firing up. I couldn't believe it. I mean, after things. the Champions League, I took a couple of days away. I was quite happy to just switch off from football. Yeah. <laughs> yesterday, and there was hundreds and hundreds of messages about the international. Uh, the Discord channel is absolutely buzzing at the moment. Uh, it was yeah. the same day. I logged in after work, and sure enough, there's another 40 messages. People have been betting on <laughs> uh, Australia and stuff this afternoon, um, and straight into some mid-afternoon games here, and then into the Nations League, and then we've got USA and Mexico later. So there's tons of chat in there. Uh, so yeah, anyone that's looking to fill uh, 
fill a bit of time and, and get some picks and watch some games. Uh, Discord is alive. It always is for the internationals. Like uh, you know, there's plenty of opinions in there. So get involved. Uh, Slick Rick's asking how much we're going to put on Newcastle to win the league next season. Do you mean the league or the Champions League, Rick? You're going to have to stipulate <laughs> because you know it's a couple of things to choose on there. Um, if what you are going to do, I tell you what, you could do worse. Future, if you're looking for futures, tie in your money up for a long time. Um, the thing to do is use edge boost, uh, and then none of that applies. You can double your stake um, without um, the liability hit immediately, so you can get on a longer term bet. Um, edge boost is the world's first bet now. Pay later, a Visa card, so you can take advantage of up to two and a half thousand dollars in betting advances. Uh, a very valuable tool. Uh, particularly if you are looking for a future or, say it quietly, a hedge out on something. Um, Edgeboost can be part of a responsible gambling plan. You can set up daily, weekly, monthly limits across all of your betting accounts in one place so you can support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Um, so the first point of order tonight, Baz, is to look back on the Champions League final. So I will turn my uh, page back one and um, A, congratulations to City. I thought they deserved it. Um, I had no problem with them winning it, really. And um, we had to look at the Twitter all week. People say, do you want City to win? Do you not want City to win? Um, and City have never really annoyed me that much. And I think it's because they've got in the way of the teams that do annoy me. Yeah, so Liverpool and Man United, you know, and that's not because it's nothing personal. When any Liverpool or Man U fans start getting all up in your about it, you're meant to dislike other teams. That's how it works. You dislike each other. By all means, dislike our team. It's fine. I'm allowed. Um, because they're the teams that for the majority of my life have got on me tits and got in our way. So now Man City have got in their way without really offending us. Like we were finishing 16th, whether or not Man City were kicking around or not. Uh, so it hasn't affected me at all. Um, so I've got no problem with City, but I thought they were they were better. They deserved to win. Um, it was quite an entertaining game. Got exciting in the last few minutes and they made some chances. Lukaku did some stuff um, that he probably should have done better. But overall, it wasn't a bad effort. Um, I watched it with all the footy lads and dads. So I arranged a little sweep bars. Um, correct score and time of the first goal. I put my pick down first. So... They knew I wouldn't cheat. Everyone else had to go. All the dads, all the lads. In fact, all the mams and some even the four or five-year-old little sisters had to go. Um, 1-0, 68th minute was my pick. So I smashed the daylights out of it and then got accused of cheating by absolutely everyone who thought I'd pulled some sort of David Blaine trick on them. Like, just, But I just got lucky. Like, uh, So, yeah. Know? 68th minute. Yeah, there's no way you got that bang on. Baz, I wrote it down. Well, don't you start. This is what I had. This is what I was getting at one o'clock in the morning in Kristen's kitchen because no one believed that I'd written down one nil. Well, it's not beyond the realms of possibility, is it? Um, it took you over two and a half in this game for a start. I did not. Pretty <laughs> sure did. Are you mad? I did, I tell, well, I'll tell you what I tipped then. My picks were, we didn't go anything on the outright, did we? Uh, we didn't go anything on the goals because we didn't like it. Yeah, I did. But I'm saying, well, I'm going through mine here. I picked a couple of cards I don't think landed. Half-time draw was one of my main plays, 7 to 5, plus 140. Um, and then my luck was under 10 corners. Yeah. I've got it written down here, Baz. 
Lock under 10 corners, best of the rest, half-time draw. Um, and we went down the ladder on the corner, sent me all the way down to... Yeah, there was a few uh, people down under, the Sorry, under six and a half was nine, uh, nine to one, which yeah, landed. Quite a few people tailed that with a corner. Yeah, I think so, yeah. It was a reverse ladder, wasn't it? And I know you put that one was. on the main show as well, on the main Sports Gambling podcast show. Uh, as, your, as your main pick. So that was really, really good. Um, and, a, and a few of them came late on as well. It could easily have finished two or three corners. To be well, it was three later on. I think I'd messaged Patrick the next day or that night saying it was three. Um, what had happened was the alcohol had been taken, Baz. Um, so I knew I was under. And then you pointed out to me that there'd been a couple late on um, and it sort of through the haze. I kind of remembered that, but I was quite happy with that anyway. What was uh, what were your main picks? How did you get on? Um, so, I mean, obviously we had leans on a few things. I said I fancied Man City to win. I think I got the game script right, really. I, a lot of what I put out was was good. I said Man City would win. Um, I said I didn't think Inter would score. Uh, I tipped Man City for a 1-0 or 2-0 was the, the thinking for me. Um, mentioned on the show that the last three had all been 1-0 and, and the last four had all been under two and a half goals. Um, so I know a couple, couple of people in the Discord had followed with a 1-0 and, and cashed that one. Um I agreed with the unders on the corners um, and the under 2.5 goals was one I really liked in the game. Um, obviously, that, that sneaked in. Um, really unlucky with the cards pick that I put out because cards was under 4.5. And I really liked that. And 90th minute, we're sitting pretty two yellow cards, no problem. And then Holland runs in the box, pushes the keeper for no reason. Keeper pushes it in back. Absolute <laughs> handbags. There's nothing in it at all. Yeah, yeah. Holland was laughing his head off, wasn't he? Yeah, and the keeper wasn't bothered either. In the, in the Premier League, the referee just turns around and says, lads, stop being silly, move on. And that would have been it. But no, two yellow cards dished out, so I'm hanging on. Uh, and then, sure enough, system play. Edison, time-wasting on a goal kick. 94th minute, fifth card. Uh, so that's scuppered the cards bet. Um, but overall, I... I I don't okay. As I say, scripted quite well. I thought Man City would win, but I didn't think they'd walk away with it. I thought it would be a tight game. Um, and uh, as you say, made made a made a fight of it late on. My lock was City in the Asian handicap, so that was a push. Um, yeah, I mean, long shot was City to win each half one nil. I got part of that right. One of the halves one nil. Uh, so not a million miles away on that. But um, yeah, it was a good game. Like you say, I think City did deserve it. I thought they looked nervous in the first half. They did look shaky. Um, it took a real while to settle into it. But in the second half, I thought that you always felt they would get the goal. And once they did, I, I thought they'd, they'd be able to hold out. But yeah, they certainly had a few sweaty moments later on, didn't they? Edison having to uh, yeah. get, get in the way of a few. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And like you, not not hugely offended by City. I think that City team deserves a Champions League. Like they are one of the best teams we've seen for a long time. I watched the game with um, Kieran, who you know. Who's oh, yes, of course, fan. yeah. Um, no problem with that. He is from the Northwest, And Josh, who you might remember from the Super Bowl party, he is a Man United fan um, from Sleaford. It's not one of the proper Man United fans, one of them plastic ones. Spider-Man um, pyjamas. And he cemented that title by uh, halfway through the game declaring that he would quite like to see Man City win the Champions League <laughs> um, as a Man United fan uh, at which point I laughed uh, and earlier in the night we'd asked him if well Kieran had asked him oh, I've never heard from you since the FA Cup final Man City Man United uh, he said he didn't watch the Cup final and I'm like this just demonstrates what a plastic Man United fought you're in an FA Cup yeah. final against your main rivals you're telling me you didn't watch it 
and now you're sitting watching your main rivals in a Champions League final who are about to match your greatest ever achievement and you're saying you don't mind that. You're quite happy. That's that's yeah, the yeah. fan. There's not a single situation where Sunderland could be in a cup final and I'd be sitting there thinking, oh, I, I don't mind if they win this. Like, Not a chance. Not nah. a chance. Plastic. Can't stand it. And then this lad was giving me grief when they beat us in the Carabao Cup. Yeah. And that's the yeah. Person I won't take grief from. Um, I'll take it from from proper fans who, who you know, I, I'll, I'm fine. Uh, but yeah, come on, not having that. Yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely, it's totally baffling to me. Like, but um, I, yeah, it's, uh, I just I just can't get away with it. Um, so turning our thoughts to the uh, Premier League today. So it was fixtures day, which is a great day to have a look at the various spots. We'll go through the opening day fixtures and some implications thereof. Uh, in a little minute, um, I'll just really quickly through the um, the outrights because uh, we, we've got some markets where we where we're looking for some sort of bigger prices today. Uh, Manchester City are uh, minus two hundred or thereabouts, um, and it's eight to one bar. You've got eight to one Liverpool, nine to one Arsenal, ten to one Man United. Then it brings in Newcastle fourteens, Chelsea sixteens, forty to one bar those um, any price you like really. Um, after that, and then the other. Um, the the top of the other markets are all quite tight. So I looked at the uh, Premier League top four finish. Well, you've got sort of seven, eight, nine teams involved in there. A lot of them dotted around the even money mark. Um, the same with the top half finish and the bottom half finish. The, the league's kind of split into two. There's like nine teams. Uh, you've got those teams I've just mentioned at the top of the market. Um, Chelsea, Newcastle, Man United. Manchester City, Arsenal, Liverpool. And then you add in Tottenham, Villa and Brighton. And they're kind of the nine who are split at the top half of all of these markets. And the other 11 are all sort of glubbed together at the bottom half. Um, so, yeah, the, the top half finish, bottom half finish is all pretty samey. Um, similar with the top six finish. Uh, so it's the, there's not a loads and loads of value around. There's no real big stupid prices that you could that you could fancy here. Um I looked first at Baz. We'll we'll go with the relegation market. I'll give you a couple of my thoughts on this. Premier League relegation 23-24, where we have at the top of the market, Luton Town. Um, just to, if you're not sure, the, the makeup of the league that uh, Burnley won the championship, Sheffield United qualified behind them, being promoted automatically, and Luton Town won in the playoffs. Uh, they beat Coventry City on penalties. So Luton Town are four to eleven. Uh, round about minus 300 to go down. You've then got Sheffield United 5-6, to six, minus 120. Um, Bournemouth a third in at 15-8, to eight, plus 187. Then it goes Burnley at 9-4, to four, Forest 5-2, to two, Fulham 3-1, to one, Everton 7-2, Wolves 9-2, Brentford Palace are 5-1. to one, um, And bigger prices, the rest, everyone else is double figures or larger. Um, West Ham United at 12-1 to one, being the first of those. Um, 62 promoted sides pass in Premier League history how many were relegated immediately pop quiz hit me um, let's think I'm going to go with 18 Ooh, miles away 27 pass is the answer 44% if uh, the relegated teams if uh, the promoted teams went down straight away the next year um, last season, all three stayed up. Um, so that was a good effort. Who, 
Forest, Fulham, and who were the other ones, Baz? Bournemouth, wasn't it? Yeah, Bournemouth, Forest, and Fulham. All three said, I think that's the third time uh, in Premier League, which is this is now the. You on that, Malcolm? That's the fourth time in Premier League. So I've got this fourth, was it? Yeah, um, last time, how many uh, years? We're on thirty years now, Premier League. Yeah, so there was it was one back ninety seven, ninety eight, um, two thousand ten, eleven, I think, and then seventeen, eighteen was the most recent one. Newcastle, Brighton, and Huddersfield all came up in seventeen, eighteen, and stayed up as well. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, four times in history. Whilst we're on there, and sort of in in interrupting your your flow a bit. Do you know how many times uh, all three sides being promoted were quickly relegated in the following season? It's got to be none, hasn't it? Once, uh, uh, twenty-five years ago. Um, so I think I think I know where you're you're going, and in terms of your relegation market, the value's got to be outside of those promoted teams, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Um, I mean, you can't take Luton at four to eleven unless you're a millionaire. Uh, you could t- you could talk me to Sheffield United at five to six, but you gain your tiny money up for ten one uh, for ten months uh, for a minus one eighty shot. That could be uh, an edge boost play if you wanted to get involved with that one. Um, but that's certainly not something we'll be taking, Baz. Um, at, like I say, five to six. I've, I've got a little um, a little way of playing. I'll come on when you're finished. If, if people do fancy those, I've got a little way of juice. Okay, nice. Um, so I was looking at. Uh, Burnley then, I mean, Burnley, uh, yeah, fourth and ninth to four. I think Burnley give themselves a chance. They won the championship by a long way and they play really good football. They've got a good manager. Um, you can see them. there's been teams similar to them who come in um, and play in a little bit of a different way to those kind of mid-table grinders and they should be able to win enough games to stay up. So of the teams around them, I was looking at the teams that were trending up for me in the second half of last season. I thought Wolves were trending up. Uh, particularly with Lopetegui in charge. I think he's a good manager. They are gonna, um, there's going to be some new personnel. Everyone's going to get some new personnel, some, some key ones going for Wolves, but I think Wolves were trending up. I thought Forest were trending up. I thought they settled down. I've really no idea what they were doing. It, the two things, the two separate things that happened at Forest were the manager seemed really grounded and sensible. Um and then, on the other hand, they were signing 30,000 players and doing things like signing John Joe Shelby and Chris Wood at Christmas. And I'm not sure how those those two things feels like it was two different clubs. Um, almost like Steve Cooper didn't want any of that. Uh, Brennan Johnson's been linked with a move to Brentford. But I just think Forrest did settle down and they started defending OK. And like I say, I thought they were showing a decent uh, trajectory. Bournemouth were trending up. Gary O'Neill did a great job. Fulham had a good season as well. Which for me leaves two vulnerable teams, but uh, the first one is Everton. Uh, and I'm not just saying it because they're on my list as well. Um, teams, what they're doing, Baz, for, for how many years now? Everton are circling the drain. Like they keep circling the drain, Baz. They've got to go down the plug hole at some point. It's inevitable that you cannot keep circling that drain and staying above ground. It's just not sustainable. Like, um, and nothing's changed. If anything, the situation's got worse. They're going to lose some of their top players. Uh, Pickford might be on his way. Calvert Lewin. They've got no money. And they're going to have the same shit with the owners. And it's not entirely impossible, Baz. They're, they're going to get a points deduction as well. Like, Come October time when all this hits, um, 
I think they're in an absolute world of pain. They were saved last year by that freak five one at Brighton uh, period. I don't know where that came from. Nobody knows. Sean Dyche really didn't bring about any improvement in them. They won that first game against Arsenal. They won last game of the season. They flew to win at uh, Brighton. Like There was no discernible sort of building or you could see what they were trying to do. Um, so I'm not buying them at all. 72 plus 350 is an excellent price. The second one is a five to one shot. It's Crystal Palace. Um, I think Crystal Palace really, after Hodgson came in and kept them up, go back to square one where they were at the start of the season, which was a below average team. Um, and they had Patrick Vieira. So people had a little bit of hope they were going to do something different. Palace haven't got a new manager yet, have they, Baz? Uh, Hodgson's going to stay on, isn't he? Is he? It's not confirmed, but I reckon they, they, they seem to think he'll stay on for an extra year. Um, they're going to lose Zaha, being linked to various places, including PSG, that's all, which is an odd one. Um, Eze and Elise are going to go elsewhere. Let's say they've either got no manager or Hudson. Um, I think they start the season worse off than they were last year. Um, and they weren't great last year. Without those key men, I think Palace could be vulnerable bad. So 5-1 uh, to one on Palace, 72 on Everton. Uh, would be my plays uh, at the moment for a relegation bet. Uh, what fancy way did you have of dressing this up? Um, well, just interrupt this. Sorry, serials, uh, serials claiming Lampard back to Everton at some point, which would be fantastic. <laughs> I'd enjoy that. Um, for me, uh, like I say, looking at the same stats as you, it's not very often the three coming up go down, um, and it's quite often that. Uh, you know, only one of them might go down, or last year none of them at all. So, so I think you have to look outside of there for the value because the, the prices are far too short for the teams that you would expect. I think Luton um, will make a reasonable fight of it. Um, I think there'll be a tough side to beat, physical um, side, and I think Burnley. I can understand sort of why they're the, the favourites of, of the three. I think that's based on obviously dominating that last year and, and Vincent Company being part of it. So looking outside of it, um, I went differently. I thought Forrest are going to get sucked into it again. I think they could go backwards. I don't think that squad is that strong. They, if they lose Brennan Johnson, that's a big loss. Uh, they lost Kalo Navas, who was only here on loan. I'm trying to think. They had a couple of other loan players, haven't they, who've left now? Um the, the Chris Wood signing was hopeless for them. Um, Shelby, they want rid of already. And I just... Oh, Lingard's another one who's gone. He was in for a year. I mean, that was a shambles as well, wasn't it? Um, they were one for me that I just thought, if I'm looking outside of it, then Forrester one that I think could will be hanging around there. And at 5-2 to two plus 250 uh, was one that I thought might be a little bit of value, possibly. Uh, and you said earlier on, did you have a, some sort of exotic play on this market, Baz, at all? No, it's not so much the relegation ne- necessarily, but if anyone's got any, an angle on who they think will finish bottom, um, then you can get a double on the winner of the league and the bottom of the league. And I think everyone fancies City to win it again. Yeah, yeah. We're not, we're not going to tip City to win. We're, gonna, we're not going to back them to win because it's too much money tied up at a very short price. But there, I did find the winner bottom double. Um, so... I think City will win it again. And if you've got any strong leans on the bottom team, the prices for the double start at 5-2, to two, plus 250 for City to win and Luton to finish bottom. I don't. I think Luton will finish better than bottom. You can then go up to 11-2 to for City and Sheffield United. And then it jumps up quite a bit, 12-1 to one for Bournemouth, 14 is Burnley uh, and Forest at 16. So I'm going to put out Forest, bottom of the league, Forest. 
and Man City winning the league at uh, 16 to 1. 16. Uh, but yeah, just, that, it, it, it just what price is Sheffield United, Baz? Did you mention uh, so that? Sheffield United was plus 550. Okay. Um, that would to be my pick. Finish bottom with City. I don't mind that. I, I think if, if Sheffield United and Luton, I would take Sheffield United to finish above Luton. Uh, sorry, Luton uh, finish above Sheffield United would be my uh, thing. So yeah. I don't mind Sheffield United there. But it was just a different way of playing it. If you wanted to. If you want to have a go in the futures without doing it on really short priced picks, then maybe something like that could be. A that's an excellent. Yeah, that's a little bit like Baz. You know, when we we've had some American bets on here, and they'll take the uh, money line with the, like the under four and a half or something, yeah. just to give you that extra sort of fifty percent on your return. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a lovely way of doing it. I'm all for it. Um, Siri was asking about. Uh, Brighton, uh, Brighton are forty to one be relegated. I mean, it's not the worst of shouts because he pointed out that they're going to lose a lot of players. We've just seen teams like Leicester City um, go down all day. They wouldn't have been anywhere near forty to one. Um, the only thing with Brighton is, and Slick Ricks reposted uh, very well. In the Brighton are really well run. They'll have enough players already. They, they, they have this excellent scouting system. They, this is their model. They'll buy these players from somewhere obscure sell them on to Chelsea or whatever for 60 million quid. They've done it time and time again. And next year, they'll have three or four of these players ready to come in. Um, we yeah, saw at the end of the NC so came in, didn't he, for the last three or four months of the season, just looked all of a sudden great. Like So McAllister's gone. Casado might go. There'll be others coming along the production line. So I worry about them playing in Europe. That's a huge effort. Um, and I'll be fading them maybe for a another top six finish, something like that. I think they could end up back in eighth, ninth, tenth. Um, but I don't think they're, they're going to be anywhere near the bottom three serial. Yeah, I, I made notes to that effect. I think there'll be a bit of regression for, for Brighton. But as you say, I mean, at the start of the season, nobody was talking about Matoma and Ciso. Ferguson was another that just came on the scene at some at the middle of last season and uh, started to really look apart. So they will have the next one in. You can guarantee that they just they've been able to do this for years now, haven't they? Where they they seem to have the replacements ready to go, and uh, I think they'll do okay. Um, but I, I I think they will drop back a little. Uh, I wouldn't see them in a relegation battle personally. And she was asking I mean, if Slick, you can the golden exactly boots the with City in the chat, hasn't he? Slick yeah. Rick said exactly the same thing. Um, he, he says that you know they retool very well, which is exactly what we're saying here. Yeah. Uh, I've no idea if he can parlay the golden boot with Manchester City winning the league. Probably not if you were looking for Haaland. I think that you'd kind of see there were related contingencies. Like, So I would guess not. But uh, you I might think over here we'll get a bet on that. We can, we'll be able to get a bet on it, but you're going to get... It's not... If Man City are minus 200, what are, what are you realistically going to get for them to win the league and Haaland golden boot? I, I think you'd, you'd, you'd still probably struggle to get much over even money, wouldn't you? Yeah, fair enough. Um, right then, let's give uh, Bird Dog Short a go, Baz. Um, do you want some stretch khaki shorts, Baz? Uh, that'll make you look good through the thigh and give you a truly sculpted look. That's right, up your alley, that, Baz, isn't it? Uh, Baz and truly sculpted uh, go hand in hand. Uh, Bird Dogs do the exact same thing as Lululemon. Yeah, how about that? Uh, but they fit way better. Um, Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat-wicking fabric it keeps you cool and dry all day long. We're all for that. It's been hot as snakes here, Baz, the last few weeks. Uh, last few days, sorry. Uh, bit of anti-wick, anti-sweat-wick fabric thing. 
It'd be fantastic. Uh, the place to get all of this is birddogs.com slash pool. Enter the promo code pool and you get a free Yeti style tumbler uh, with your order. Dylan on the MLB show um, has got one of those uh, and he raves about it. So get involved. Um, you don't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. Um, right. Okay. I've got, I've got bottom half finish Baz. And then I've got a few match bets, teams to finish higher than other teams. Have you got anything you want to tell us about first? I've got a bottom half finish. Um, I've got a couple of other things. Um, go on, then you go. You go first. Let's go. I'll leave the bottom half. We'll, we'll put that in when you've done yours. I've went for the top four in any order. So which teams are going to finish in the Champions League places this year? Um, and... Slick might be surprised at this. I've got Newcastle finishing out of the top four next season. Oh, what do you think? I've got us finishing in the top one, bud. Top one. Yeah. I think we're, we're short-priced for, for where we are. I think we arrived in the top four probably two or three years earlier than anybody expected. I think realistically, had we finished eighth this season and sixth next season, everybody would have been happy and, and really seeing it as good progress. The danger is now we've set such a high standard this year, uh, people are going to be a bit uh, disappointed if we don't get top four again. And I think it's going to be more challenging. Um, so I've left Newcastle out of the top four. I've also left, get this, Malcolm, Arsenal. Oh, no, that is controversial. It is. Um it's it was just looking for a bit of a, a daft one, really. I think Arsenal could drop back a bit. I don't see Arsenal pushing Man City for the title again. Um, at this stage, I mean, what we don't know at this point is is the signings, don't we? It's still very, very early to be making these sort of calls. And as I say, things might change. Um, Declan Rice coming into Arsenal obviously makes a big difference, doesn't it? If that goes ahead. Um, so I've gone for top four in any order. Man City, Liverpool, Man United. And who are you going to put in fourth? You'll hate this. Man City, Liverpool, Man United. Chelsea. I think okay. Chelsea under Pochettino will, will improve bags. Um, they, they've got to get a striker in. We'll see. They've been linked with lots of lots of players. It'll be, again, it's, it's one I'll probably revisit once we've got closer to the season and we know who's come in and what moves everyone's made. Liverpool... I would expect to be back in amongst it next year. If they're shifting on the likes of Keita, Milner, Henderson, um, you know, they've got McAllister so far, they'll make a few other signings. Um, and another year in the in the bag for the likes of Gakpo and Diaz, I think they'll be stronger. 16-1, uh, Man City, Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea, in any order. Um, yeah, that was a, just a bit of a rogue one. I, I just, it was really a, a play... As a fade of Arsenal, I wanted to see how, how it would fit into that pick because I, I think Arsenal will regress a little bit and I'm not sure if they'll be top four next season. Yeah, I'm now frantically looking for the price on mine, so I'm never going to find it. Um, I'll just go back to what I was going to do anyway. Um, Slick Rick mentioning uh, Villa is his is his pick. Eight to one, Aston Villa. you got that club in the middle, Man City, you know, um, Manchester City minus twenty thousand. Uh, Arsenal four to six. Liverpool eight to eleven. Man United five to six. Newcastle even money. Chelsea five to four. Uh, so you could throw a blanket really over those. Then it gets a little bit bigger. Uh, Tottenham at threes. Brighton fours. Aston Villa coming at eight to one. Um, 
I'm not sure about Brighton. I think Tottenham are going to have a poor season. Chelsea have absolutely got potential. The one I would leave out, Baz, is Man United. That's not going to um, surprise him at all. Um, I think Manchester City, Arsenal. The only thing about Arsenal was at the back end of the season, I was very impressed with them up here. Um, in person, they passed the eye test. I thought they were great. But then everything around that game, they were shit. So it really yeah, was yeah. hard for me because I sat there and watched them be great. And I thought, oh, they're going to hang around for a long time. And then they never beat anyone else for three weeks either side of that episode. Like, uh, so that was a bit of a weird one. Um, what? Well, so yeah, top four finish. I've got to say, I would have so Manchester City, Arsenal. I think Liverpool will get back in there um, just with the amount of firepower they've got. Uh, they need a defender or two, possibly. They've signed McAllister, hopefully to address the midfield. Um, but yeah, but Newcastle. I just think Newcastle are going to keep improving. Uh, there's going to be some decent signings coming in. The Barella link yesterday was an incredible link. I'm not sure if it'll come off, but if things, if that's what's going to happen, completely out of the blue, they're going to swoop for players of that quality. Uh, then I can see us finishing um, in in third or fourth place. So you're you're going uh, Arsenal, Man City, Liverpool, Newcastle in any order. Yeah, you get a price of ten to one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's not again. It's not that fancy. Really. I didn't throw in one of the bigger ones like you see a Chelsea or a or yeah. Aston Villa as Rick um, as Rick says. So uh, my next market, Baz, is going to be a bottom half finish. Um, yeah. Now, as I said earlier on, the these the teams are kind of split into two. You've got the nine, the nine we were just talking about. So bottom half finish, obviously from Luton Town down to. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven are all odds on or minus money. So for a bottom half, that goes all the way down to West Ham at eight to eleven. It then flips to those top nine, which is Aston Villa at eleven to eight, plus one thirty-seven. Um, Brighton five to two, etc. And bigger, all the way up to Manchester City at fifty to one. Um, so now I know you've just said you fancy them for the. Top four bars, so I'm going to completely and utterly flip this out. And Chelsea interested me. Um, it's seven to one. Um, th- they can't be as bad um, as they were last season. I get it. But there's just so much improvement needs to come around. They're, they couldn't defend. They, they haven't got a keeper. They can't defend. The midfield is a mess. They're going to lose Mason Mount. I like him a lot, even though he wasn't playing. There's a lot of other players. They're going to have to shed about 15 professionals. And I just think it's a it's a big old job. Like um, Maybe two years' time, fine, but I can't see where they would roll out and you'd fancy Chelsea to go and get a win. Having watched them be so terrible last year, um, and if they don't start well, then it just gets into a little mess again because the owners aren't helping um, at all. The other one uh, was Tottenham. Um, seven to two plus three fifty. The if they lose Kane, uh, there's a possibility. It looks like you just might end up staying now. Uh, but even then, I mean, that didn't save them much this season. I'm not convinced by Postecoglou. I am. I always struggle when you get a, a manager comes in from Celtic or Rangers, just because shrug your shoulders. Do you know what I mean? It's proved absolutely nothing. Um, this smells a little bit like the uh, Nuno who they brought in from Wolves a couple of years ago. Um, had a couple of good years with Wolves, they brought him in, and he just didn't do it. Um, and there's a lot, there's more competition around them than there's ever been. Um, they're not 
going back last year, there would have been nine or ten to one to finish in the bottom half now, but Brighton and Aston Villa and Newcastle uh, are all there. Chelsea are going to be back around it. You've got Brentford sniffing about. West Ham, I think, they'll be better. Um, so there's a lot more competition. It used to be a pretty... Th- that, this 9-11 split used to be a 6-14 or maybe a 7-13 um, if, like I say, the odd season where Leicester were kicking about or something like that. Not anymore, like. So I think Tottenham uh, look vulnerable. And the third one I'll put up here is Manchester United at 91. Because uh, Baz, that shite. Um, is me and City. Do you see what's happened there? That's the analysis on that one. There's going to be an absolute circus around Greenwood. There's going to be a circus around the takeover, whether it happens or not. I wasn't sure if something has happened in the last couple of hours. Because no. one of the worst things on about the show Twitter account is that we end up with all of these um, Qatari and whatever. Just, I don't know. I don't know if they're YouTubers, influencers, but it's just all, it's all rubbish. And it's every club, by the way. It's not just Man United. Um, so you keep saying these things that make you believe something's happening when actually nothing's happening. So I just think, um, again, more questions than answers. I don't know what um, what Man United have to offer. I'm not convinced by Ten Hag. They had that little spell um, that made me teeth itch between like the start of January and after they beat us in the cup final where they won a load of games um, with Rashford scoring lucky goals. Before that and after that, they were absolutely dog shit. Um, so yeah, it wouldn't take much for them to finish in the bottom half pass at 9-1. to yeah, so I only took one, one pick out of this and I took Spurs. Uh, Spurs okay. finished bottom nice. half at three, plus 350. Um, similar to you. I think, surely they can't hold on to Kane. I mean, if he's if he's 100 million now, can what, what, what are they getting out of him? If they hold him for another season and he goes for nothing. I mean, nobody can see a situation where Spurs are competing for trophies next season because they were so far off it last year. And I just think what, what it's not worth holding him for a season for 100 million. Um, I feel like they've got to try and offload him. I'd, I'd be amazed if Daniel Levy plays that game, unless he thinks he can get Kane to sign another contract. <laughs> um, he loves that game though, doesn't he? I mean, he does, eh? but it sounds like Man United aren't going to play it, doesn't it? The, the reports in the last couple of days are that Man United are ready to walk away because they're just not going to hang around all summer uh, haggling with Daniel Levy uh, and to potentially end up with nothing, which is... You know, it's what happened when Kane was almost at City last year, we thought. Um, and it's what happened with Man United last year with Dijon from... Um, was it Dijon? was, wasn't it? It tried to get Dijon from Barcelona. Yeah. And it dragged on and on and on and on, all the way to the end, and they didn't get him. Um, so they're not prepared to mess about, and they'll probably move elsewhere. Um, it looks less likely Real Madrid's going to be an option, though, doesn't it? If Mbappe does end up moving to Madrid. So, I don't know. I'm... I'm not convinced Kane can be there. I think Tottenham are absolutely mad if they don't cash in because I can't see him signing the contract and then he goes for nothing next year. Um, and, and like you, Postacoglu, I don't know enough about him. I, I, you know, I'm not. Yeah, uh, you, you look at his record. He, uh, Scotland, meh, just well. I mean, he did really well in Australia. Um, Fine, you know, he did really well yeah. in Scotland, which we could both do, by the way. But he might be great, but it's just a it's a big old risk, like, and it's not a, a, the type of manager that Tottenham fans would have been. Look at the managers for. they've had in who haven't been able to get a tune out of them. Yeah. Jose Mourinho, Conte, um who was the other one you just mentioned? Um Spirito Santo. Uh, Nuno. Um and Pochettino. Uh, obviously yeah. got forced out in the end. Um 
So yeah, I'm I'm not convinced by Spurs. I think if Kane goes, then it's a massive rebuild for Spurs. And even if he stays, the second half of the season, Spurs just looked bang average, didn't they? Oh, worse than that. Absolutely worse than that, yeah. Um, a very poor save, but they're, they're kind of similar boat as Everton. I just can't see where the improvement is going to come from. And now, with them not being in the Champions League, it's just kind of inevitable regression. Um, I'll tell you what, Baz, time's uh, pushing on here. Um, I thought this was going to be like a little 40-minute turbo show, but we've got loads left to talk about. I've got two more markets, Baz, and we haven't even mentioned the opening day fixtures. Uh, so let's boss through these. Um, I have got Baz... To finish higher than, I've got three picks here. And obviously, they're going to be tied to my relegation picks. Um, so I've got, I went for Everton and Palace, I think, in trouble to go down. So picks here are going to be Luton to finish above Everton. That's four to one. Um, I've got Burnley um, to finish above Crystal Palace. Short price, that's six to four, uh, plus 150. Um, they're also six to five to finish above Everton and nine to one to finish above Spurs, team we just talked about. And then Wolves to finish above Brighton at four to one. Um, I think Wolves are in that, we said on that team, I think they, they were trending up towards the start, towards the end of the season. Wolves could find themselves in 10th or so. And if Brighton do struggle with the Europa League, um, I didn't fully buy into the longevity of this Deserby madness that went on. It was really good fun at times. But equally, and we cashed in on it, Baz, more than once, they threw in some shockers as well, like towards uh, in that back third of the season. There's a bit of mad stuff happening. So, And I've seen some of these sort of expert tacticians saying, once a Premier League manager works this out, it's fairly it's fairly easy to get to. Um, so I just thought that was a big price, Wolves, uh, to finish over Brighton at 4-1. to one. Um, Next for you. Um, I didn't really delve into this market very much, but I quickly had a look, and I, mainly like you chipping in in the same direction as me relegation. But I go for Luton Town to finish higher than Forest. Uh, okay, plus three thirty would be one for me. That's nice. Um, next market I have got. I'm going to leave the relegation treble to the last pass because it's a giant price. Um. I asked you, um, I said we'd play a little game here, Baz, at the end of the show. Uh, So the fixtures came out today. Um, So we're going to have, we'll go go through the opening day fixtures in a minute. But um, the special markets on teams to win the first three games. So I picked four teams. I said, all up for grabs. You can pick any teams you like, Baz. I'll pick four teams that I think have got a chance of winning their first three games. Uh, well, I've got the prices written down in front of me. I set you the challenge of trying to match the four teams that I've picked here, Baz. So, yeah. come on, what have you got? Three so, to win. Well, before, three to win or two to win, Baz? Before what? I do it, right? Yeah. Um, I've, I've tried, what I've tried to do is guess what you've gone for. Uh, All right, rather than what you've gone for. What I think. Because, and the reason well, for that whatever is, system you use to, to win the game is fine, Baz, but just win the game. The reason for that is, historically, um, not many teams win their first three games. Um, so yeah. looking for four is, is a bit of a challenge. Um, Arsenal and City only won their first... Sorry, only Arsenal won their first three last year. Um, City and Arsenal won their first two. So after two ga- rounds of games last year, there was only Arsenal and City who who were 100% after two games. Uh, yeah. Arsenal were, were the only one to do it. The year before that, Spurs were the only team to go win their first three. Um the year before was a bit of a, an anomaly. There was three teams, Leicester, Liverpool and Everton. Bit of a uh, 
miss that one. Um, and then nineteen twenty, Liverpool were the only team. So historically, th- three of the last four years has only been one team managed to win the first three. Uh, so trying to pick four. Um, yeah, this is four. I'm not saying all four will do it, but if it, yeah. two two of them or two or three or one in some instances will get us in profit bars. So, so I, I just really, like, which teams do you think have a chance? I mean, you have to, if you're picking four, you've got to have City as, as your first. Um, they're at seven to four plus one, seven five. Tricky home game against Newcastle. But the key thing is that's at home. And then they've got two of the promoted sides, Burnley and Sheffield United. So actually, seven to four doesn't look that bad, really. I mean, it's one of those where the, the, the books put these specials up and there will be a little bit tight on it. If you realistically want yeah. back City to win their first three games, just put your money on the first and then roll it over and roll it over. Um, yeah. You'll get a better price than that. But yeah, City had to be there. Okay, Bing, um, I'll give you that one. Moving down, I then went with uh, Brighton. It's four to one plus 400. No? Uh-uh. Yeah, oh. So Brighton have got Luton. Uh, and West Ham at home. So two home games was, was something that, that clinched that for me. Uh, and then Wolves away from home. I think they're all winnable games if they if they do start like they, they finished the second half of last season. I am convinced there'll be some regression from Brighton this season, but I, I do like the look of their first three fixtures. I think there's potential there for them to win their first three. Next up, we've got to go delving right down deeper into the market here. I've gone for Brentford. Bing! Yes, Baz, two. Well played. Spurs and Palace at home and Fulham away. Yeah. Uh, Brentford are capable of beating anyone at home on their day. I think Spurs are on a downward spiral and I've said I think they'll continue to struggle this year. So that one doesn't massively worry me. Um, and Fulham, I think Fulham will go backwards a little bit this year potentially as well. And Palace, yeah. Yeah. So I think Brentford 16-1 was, was possibly the, the pick of the bunch. I think City is obviously a short price, but but fair enough. And the final one, I think you've definitely gone for this one. Villa. No. no. I thought you'd go Villa. And the reason for Villa, I mean, they've got obviously the hardest game of anybody on the first day. They've got to go to St. James's Park and beat Newcastle. Um, but if they were to do that, that 18-1 would suddenly look very attractive with Everton at home and Burnley away. I think Villa would look, um, you'd, you'd like to be on that at 18-1 if they were to get past Newcastle. That's the big if. Um, I thought you might go with that for that reason. Um, it's really a massive hurdle at the start, um, but then you're on the home stretch if you can get past that one. So, yeah, I didn't mind that one at all. No, you're right. And Villa, I think Villa will pop up in a bit, Baz, when we look at the uh, at those opening day fixes. Um, so, yeah, you've got two out of four, Baz. Uh, so, yeah, I think you win a, you win a teddy bear. Uh, Man City... And the other one was Arsenal at the top. I just took both of them. Arsenal, home to Forest, away at Palace, home to Fulham. Pretty three very winnable games. The other one I took was West Ham at 25 to 1. Now, you kind of flipped this over because you had Brighton that were in there. Um, away at Bournemouth, they can win. They can beat Chelsea at home, local derby, and then go to Brighton for a win. But that's it. That's, uh, yeah, 28 to 1, uh, West Ham. That was a bit of a fancier price. But yeah, you've done all right with that, Baz. Yeah, um, point out, obviously, no Ivan Tony for Brentford. I, yeah, I'm not as you said. They they, they finished strongly, and I like Mbuemo, uh and Wissa. Um, they can chip in, and they did so. You know, they, they certainly didn't look like they missed him at the end of the season. Who's the you know, German a, kid? He was rapid as well. Over ha- a full season, I think. Obviously, the Wales. Well, well, you know, half a season. They are gonna they are gonna miss him. There's no doubt. But um, I'd be surprised if they don't bring somebody in anyway. Um, so I've only got my relegation treble left, Baz, before we have a quick 
um, shifting at these fixtures. Is is that you too? Yeah, I've got relegation. A couple of other markets I, I haven't tried to find yet, but I thought it would be quite interesting um, if we could find them, and it might be that close to the season we can. I'd like to find the one on the last team to pick up a win. Um, I think that would be quite a good one to go for whilst looking at the new fixtures. So you're looking at the fixtures, look at each team and think, where is their first win coming? It's game six, game five, and then pick someone out. So I was going to try and hunt around. I didn't have a chance, but I thought that would be uh, be an interesting one to go to. And in a similar vein, um, when you've identified who the last team will be, it would be good if we could get some, um, you know, we've got odds here on teams to win their first three. Um, I'd like to find uh, some odds yeah. teams to go winless in the first eight or winless in the first ten. Um, so last year, for example, after eight games, Leicester had no wins. The year before that, Burnley, Norwich, Newcastle had no wins. Um, all four of them got relegated. Oh no, Newcastle didn't get relegated, did it? That was yeah. Uh, no, no, Baz. What we, what we did was we no beat everyone and then ended up in the Champions League. You've you've misremembered um, that, but but in the year in the year before that one, West Brom, Burnley, Norwich. So after eight, there's good history of teams going eight games without a win. Um, and I thought, yeah, that would be an interesting one if we could find something like that and pick a team who who we think would go further in. So I might look at that later on. But uh, no, nothing further. I've got a rele- relegation uh, one for you as well. What a trifecta! I've, I've gone for a relegation three in any order, and then I've got a straight. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, well, give us order. give us those then, Baz, because mine's mine's a three in any order job. Yeah. So my three in any order is Forest, Sheffield United and Bournemouth. Okay. Um, that comes in at 50 to 1 for those three to be your two, your three relegated sides. And in what order? In what order? Um, I actually wouldn't take this because the price doesn't... Well, it does. I would take it. Let's be honest. Sheffield United bottom, Forest second bottom, Bournemouth third bottom. That comes in at 150 to 1. I think that should be a bit bigger. Like if you're getting fifty to one in any order, I feel like I should be getting more than hundred and fifty for them to be in a specific order. Yeah, I think so. Definitely, you certainly would have won the horses if you were uh, yeah. playing a proper trifecta. Uh, my relegation treble, the three in any order, is Sheffield United, Everton, and Crystal Palace. Um, the three I think will go down, and that's at hundred and fifty to one. Nice. Um, so yeah, the fixtures came out. Let's have a little whiz through the. Um, just the opening weekend fixtures. We can pick a pick a lot and a dog bars from these. Um, <laughs> the Friday night, Friday the eleventh of August, Burnley Manchester City. Then Saturday we have Arsenal v Forest, Bournemouth v West Ham, Brighton v Luton, Everton v Fulham, Sheffield United v Crystal Palace, and Newcastle v Aston Villa. Sunday the televised games are Brentford v Tottenham, and then probably the game of the weekend is Chelsea versus Liverpool. And then on the Monday night, the telly game is Man United against Wolves. Um, early, early lock and early dog, Baz. Oh, God. You're putting me on the spot now. Um, yeah, I am, yeah. I don't know. I'm struggling with it. I mean, the dogs, first thing I was looking at was the uh, the biggest prices on the card. You've got Luton away to Brighton at 8-1. to one. Nottingham Forest away to Arsenal 8-1. to one. Burnley... To Manchester at home, home to Manchester eight to one. I, I don't think I could make any case for any of those at this point. So I'd probably go with my dog being. Hmm. 
Oh, no. <laughs> Come on, son. I can it. Um, I'll go with Brentford to beat Spurs. Uh, two one underdogs. That's absolutely insane. If that game, Baz, was in the last three or four weeks of the season, we would have fucking laughed. We would have laughed. That would have yeah, been the you're not allowed money bet, wouldn't it? Yeah, you would have steamed into them at that price. Yeah. Um, in terms of a lock, there's a lot of short prices around, isn't there? Um, I'll take Newcastle at home to Villa. Serious just made me lol. Says every time you look over away to the side, he thinks you're gonna ruin a uh you're gonna ruin a goal going in for him like you I, did. I don't have a tell Several consecutive Thursdays. Yeah. Several consecutive Thursdays at the back end of last season, you ruined uh Seville's night by telling him someone had scored 30 yeah. seconds before he got to see it. Um to be a better man, Malcolm. Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, growth and development bars, that's what we uh, nurture on this show. Um, yeah, so I said I would hark back to Aston Villa. I think Villa at 92 at Newcastle um, would be a live play. Opening day, absolutely anything can happen. Um, you've got new players coming in. Everyone's dead excited. Sometimes the new players don't gel. Newcastle didn't win for quite a little while. Oh, uh, sorry. We won on opening day last year. He didn't win for ages after that. Six or seven games. Um, and Villa will be up for it. Um, so Villa 92. Fulham are a great price as well as a dog 12-5. We are Evan. Um, that might even be my luck, Fulham against Everton um, in that one. So, yeah, interesting and, and certainly uh, lots to look forward to. And I think, Faz, um, we're on 58 minutes, so we can wrap it up there. Um, anything else you need to tell us? That was fun. Yeah, I've got some lifestyle stuff. Oh, go on then, quick. For lifestyle. I've started a health kick this week, Malcolm. Oh, have you? I'm kicking the, uh, I'm kicking the alcohol for four weeks is the plan. Yeah. So, no alcohol shall pass my lips. Uh, and I'm going low carb, cutting the carbs out for a bit. Uh, see how that goes. So, um, yeah, what do you think I had for my dinner today? Lunch today? I'm not even sure what carbs are, Baz, I'll be honest with you. Never, Is that like bread did. and that? Potatoes? Yeah, so I've cut that. None of that. Uh, right then. I know you're a soup man, um, but I think... Do not, oh, oh, never. Oh, hang on. This I think you've set me up here. Are you on the tinned fish, Baz? No, I had tin fish yesterday, though. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. The whole thing come full circle from the early days of the tin yeah. fish in the World Cup. Uh, God, let's have a thing. Yeah, it wouldn't be a salad. You haven't had a salad. I've had a salad today. Have you? you? Never, ever in your life guess what salad I had either. So I'm going to tell Can't. you, I had a feta cheese and beetroot salad. What do you think about that? I would have guessed that, Buzz. Honestly, I regular meal I has meat in it. I don't eat a meal if it hasn't got meat. There's something wrong. All um, oh, right, sorry. Yeah, for, yeah, okay for you. Yeah. I got it. I, I was at a, a bash the other week, and there was a sandwich, a feta cheese and beetroot sandwich, and it was bloody lovely. So I thought I'm going to try that on a salad. So plenty of rocket, feta, fresh beetroot, and a honey and balsamic drizzled over the top, and a few crushed walnuts. Uh, oh, nice. Well, the, the problem there, Malcolm, you, you, walnuts would be no good for you, would they? Cause you well, not nice for me, I'd die, but, you know, well, nice for I've you. I've got a colleague who's in that situation. She's she's at risk of dying um, if I open nuts. Um, and I forgot about it, didn't I, when I took my dinner into work. So um, I had to go and eat that elsewhere because I, I could easily have made a mistake there. And I don't think um, the walnuts are as aggressive as the peanut, like. Is it not? Uh, right. But, um, but still, I mean, it'll kill her, just not as quickly. There's actually a strict moratorium at, at work of, of no nuts at all, anywhere near um, where my colleague sits. But, uh, so, yeah, I'm uh, meat and veg, purely. Um, I'll let you know how that goes. 
give you an opinion. Oh, mate, I'm pleased. I'm not um, sleeping with you, Baz. Uh, uh, but you'll be absolutely stinking. <laughs> uh, and next up, I've started watching Ted Lasso. Yay! Uh, How far have you gotten? How are you getting on? Are you, who are you watching it with? Uh, made Crucially. And the kids started it. Yeah. We lost interest and just started yeah. going after episode one. Um, so she's out. Um, Sophie probably made it episode three before saying, uh, I'm going to go do something else. You can carry on watching it. So she did. Uh, it mm. Me and Helen are committed. Helen's enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I think we're about six or seven episodes in. But All right. Yeah, right. It's good. I don't mind it. So that was a good Yeah, suggestion. good. Well Please, well, I thought you were going to... When I saw your little face there, Baz, you pulled the little face, I thought you were going to slag it off. But uh, and no, finally, good, no, I'm pleased about that. One final thing. Are you excited yes. for the Ashes? No. No, didn't sound it. No, that's fine. Neither am I. Um, I used to be. I mean, that you take the day off work, especially the first day. The first day of the Ashes, for any of our American people, it's like opening day MLB. Like, it's uh, England play Australia and the cricket every two years. And it's a big old occasion. But, but I think, Baz, I've only got room for one bat and ball sport in my life, is what I've discovered. Right. Um, so I just haven't... I will watch it, but I'll, the that's, outcome... That's the same with me. I'm would... very much a part-time cricket fan. If someone offers me a free ticket, I'll go down and watch it. Um, and if it's on the TV, uh, then I'll take an interest. I did message my mate Simon, who listens to the show occasionally. He's a big cricket fan. Uh, I said, what have you got for me for the cricket? And he said he's he's currently... Plowing through everything, getting all the stats, doing all his data. Oh, nice! Be demon into Betfair Exchange tomorrow, um, so I'll no doubt get some get some thoughts for the cricket. Well, keep him on side, Baz, because you remember this talk of the uh, the ML, the Major League Cricket Gambling Podcast um, yeah. for the Major League Cricket season that's happening in, I think it's happening in Texas um, over the space of six weeks. Oh no, it's not six weeks; it's about three weeks. Six teams there is, um, but yeah, they were. Uh, Possibly we're going to try and blag our way through that. So if he knows what he's talking about, Baz, get him yeah, on the we've team. Got, we've got a, I've got a cricket man, like, no, a couple, couple uh, of cricket. Right, right. Well, okay. Well, we'll talk about this uh, another time. Um, Good. Well done. Excellent lifestyle chat, that, Baz. Um, a final question from Serial before we yes. go. US national team or Mexico tonight? Uh, it's going to finish 1 1, Baz. We've discussed this all on Twitter before. Yeah. Uh, Is that the Gold Cup final? The yeah, idea, we don't know. Sorry, serial. I haven't looked at it. I know you. I knew you'd put out a, a one 0 I, I genuinely hadn't looked at the game at all. Um, it's not the Gold Cup final, is it? It's the Concacaf Nations League playoffs. Okay, that was close. Um, um, it's a semi final. Just Spain just gone two one up, which has buggered all our bets as well. Now one one yeah, drawing that um, looked like a looked like a slow burner serial. Um, so right there you go. Uh, well done, Baz. That was fun. Um, that's chalked off one of the uh, eight weeks that we've got to fill in. So um, we'll find something to talk about next week and we will come back and talk about it. Thanks everyone who joined us in the chat. It was loads of fun. Um, if you are listening to this after the event, A, feel free to come and join us on YouTube. Uh, look out. We do schedule the episodes so you can see when they're going to be. Uh, B, get the Discord channel, which is loads of fun. And then follow us on Twitter at SGPN Premier. Like, rate, review, tell a friend to tell a friend and all that sort of stuff. Um, thank you very much, Barry. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, we'll be back at some point next week. Until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>